Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Scream ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. You're listening to a Morbid Network podcast. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code WONDERY to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. And Ash. Caleb and Ethan Hurt isn't here, but thank you, Ethan Hurt, for creating the soundtrack that pleases your ears at the intro and outro of each episode. Check out his things at www.ethanhurt.com. Ethan Hurt! Ethan, 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 Hurt, Hurt. <laughs> Guys, before we do anything, I really want to know why this entire movie was sponsored by Creed. <laughs> okay. Oh my god, that's so funny that you said <laughs> that. For real. We were watching it together and I like got up to go to the bathroom as they panned to like the Creed poster in like quote unquote Sydney's room and I was like, yes. Creed. She literally goes, Creed. And just walks. <laughs> then I just left. The first song you hear is a Creed song too. Is a Creed song. Which, yes. Honestly, the soundtrack in this movie, that's another thing I said to Elena. The soundtrack in this movie's really good. Minus the Creed. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's really good, minus the Creed, but then there's so much emphasis on the Creed. Like, I watched the VHS copy, and the very beginning, they're just, like, playing a bunch of Creed and just showing, like, part of a Creed music video, and then right before <laughs> it starts, it goes, right after you finish your feature presentation, stay around for the entire Creed music video. And I was like, the what? entire Creed music video? 
I will not. I love it. Did you stick around? Do that? No. Did you stick around? I stuck around for like two minutes of it, and I saw David Arquette standing around going Creed music video, and then I was like, I'm done with this. I'm not. Yeah, no. Yeah. No. No further questions, Your Honor. I'm good. I'm Gooch. I'm good. Thanks, though, Creed. I do love that they kept the red right hand song though. That, That's like, the one that I liked when I was classic, like... classic, yeah. It's vibey. The classic entering Woodsboro song. I kind of feel like we live in Woodsboro. Yeah. <laughs> I live in Creed. <laughs> oh, that's scary. So today we are covering Scream 3, a film in 2000 written mostly by Aaron Kruger and directed once more by Wes Craven. It had a $40 million budget, which was $16 million more than Scream 2 and raked in $161.8 million at the box office, which is only a few bags smaller than the previous $172.4 million bag in Scream 2. Yeah, dudes. Bags. <laughs> It looked like you were tickling Creed from the inside. Yes. <laughs> because I told you I was, I was inside. I was inside of Creed. You were inside. I don't like it. You know. That's a lot of money though. Wow. I'm 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 shocked. You can tell it had a bigger budget. Oh, you can definitely tell. For sure. They got fucking Jenny. They got Jenny. From the block? Womp womp. No, but speaking of, oh my god, the Bravo drama. <laughs> I wonder if anyone listening knows what the fuck I'm talking about. Probably not. Go ahead and fill them in. Uh, no, it's okay. It's It doesn't matter. <laughs> but you know what? You know what I think they used all the budget on this time around? Bringing Maureen Prescott back from the dead. Yes. <laughs> That's what they did. Yes. Putting her in a lot of bloody sheets. A lot of bloody drop cloths. She looked really good in this one. She looked the same. Like a little... I don't think she looked so great. A little like ghosty, but she was still, you could tell. You were like, that's that's Sid's mom. Yeah, I was like, Sid's mom is pretty triggering. Yeah, I mean, yeah. She's, she's scary. She's a murder victim, so that's got to be rough. I know, but like, I'm a little mad at Sid's mom for putting Sid in the position that she's in. Yeah, I mean, this, diff- this movie makes you be like, all right, Maureen. It does. I, don't know. <laughs> I kinda hate to say I hate to slut shame Maureen, but like here I am. Well and I'm not even slut shaming her. She abandoned a child. <laughs> yeah. Like, like yeah, spoiler alert. That's she not did. cool. She did abandon a whole ass child. Whole ass child. In uh, hindsight of everything that's happened in the past couple years with Harvey Weinstein too, this movie was a really big like eye open like it felt like mm-hmm. a warning to Hollywood. Yes. Yes, it did. This was a John. Was it John Milton? Was the the the, the yeah. big like producer guy? Basically, Harvey Weinstein. Yes, when he's talking to, I think it was like Dewey and Gale mm-hmm. and, and and Jennifer. When he's talking to them, he's like, you know what? Like Rena Reynolds knew what she was getting into, even if she didn't know it. Like you, you know, <laughs> what I mean, like, like and literally ew. being like, whatever happened to her? It you know, it's it's basically she asked for it in one way or another. Maybe this town isn't for innocence and all this, and it's like, what? And then they're and then he's like, maybe they took advantage of her. I don't know. And you're like, oh my god. He's like, I don't give so... a fuck. I got paid. And watching it now, you're like, holy shit. Like they might honestly, I feel like somebody heard that conversation one day and was just like, that'll work in Scream Three. Just wrote it down and was like, hopefully someday someone gets this. Yeah. And finally, we're we're kind of getting it right now. It's terrifying. Yeah. We're people still aren't getting it. 
the last fucking line in that whole like big monologue he says is you want to get ahead in Hollywood you got to play the game or go home and I'm like all right but it's true like that's so fucked up how true that statement is yeah it's a big I I feel like someone knew exactly what was going on they were like hey 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 this guy that's producing yes. this movie um yeah very odd one but Scream three aside from that very fun <laughs> yeah I gotta give it. I, I like, last week, I remember when we were talking about it, I was like, yeah, this is my least favorite, but, like, whatever, I'll slog through it mm. for this. But it's like, when we watched it again, I was like, oh, shit, this is actually really fun. I like well, this one. That's I it's forgot. A good, it's a good movie. It's still, like, last on my list of the Screams, but it's, yeah. I think it's a great movie. Yeah, it's definitely watchable. I just feel like the other Screams are so much better. Yeah, I've solidified. Well, I already know so far. I don't. I remember not liking four, but at the moment, I like three more than two. I had a lot wow. more fun with this. Oh, do you? Wow. Yeah. You, Elena, like two more than three, right? I do, but it's because it has like a different vibe. Like I felt like two yeah. has more of the one vibe mm -hmm. to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then three kind of took it into like a different place. But it was a place that I didn't think I liked as much, but I still like it just in a different way. Yeah, I agree. Four is, is one of my, just like four holds a special place in my heart. Four is kind of I a good mashup. Yeah, I remember not liking four, but I really like the. I don't know what it is, but I just really like the tone of three. Like there were definitely mm. some problems in this, and there were like some weird nuances or whatnot. But just the whole atmosphere of the entire movie was just really fun to me. Mm. The opening scene to uh, three is probably one of my favorites. Yeah, I do like Cotton Weary dying. Um, not rest yeah. in peace <laughs> to get get him out of there. Bye, bye, Cotton. And and after making him look like a such a tool too so it's like such it's a very satisfying kill because first of all you see that his show is called 100% Cotton which I was like get up throw out the whole man grip, yeah. just throw him out I stood by him for the Diane <laughs> yeah, Sawyer no. interview but then we we get to number three in his no. like white suit and I'm like 100% cotton oh, no. and then he's he gets that call from Ghostface but Ghostface like spoiler alert through the whole movie he's using a voice changer where he has everybody's voice which is insane and he's using some like sultry female voice and he's like oh she's like oh wrong number and then she's like oh my god are you cotton weary your yes, voice is yes, so sexy and he's like yeah and he's totally into it and then you see that he has this like hot girlfriend at home who's waiting for him he was totally willing to like get i was like no bye cotton like, see you later that's serena's Goodbye. mom buddy what are you doing <laughs> xoxo gossip girl that's what i bring yes. to this podcast you you bring a lot of good not like cotton weary no and when yeah. he gets got he gets got no oh, he gets he gets real got. But you made a good point. When they kill his, like, actual girlfriend, she thinks dying that Cotton is the one that killed her. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. It's like, she goes into the afterlife being like, well, shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's fucked up. I was like, wow. I guess that's what you get for dating Cotton Weary. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, and it's all because you gave him Diane Sawyer, Ash. I exactly. Didn't I didn't give it to him. <laughs> this I, is your fault. I would have. <laughs> I would have. Exactly. So Maybe. you would have been this girl. No, no, no. You know this movie almost went differently like seven different times. Matthew Lillard was almost back as Stu in this movie. Oh Why my God. not? Why? Why not? Um, yeah. Because it went through like three different or like 17 different or like a million different script rewrites. <laughs> and eventually they were like, you know what? Lillard doesn't need to be in there. It's fine. Matthew <laughs> it's Lillard, if he's in the fifth one. Oh, 
it Honey. would be iconic. Shit's about to go down. Yeah, I would explode. Literally. You know what's funny, too, like, speaking of the script rewrites, is uh, Jenny McCarthy there. What is she, like, Candy, or what's her name? I don't, I don't who remember. Cares? I can't stand Jenny, Jenny Blonde McCarthy. Blonde girl that dies third. Yeah, so whatever. Candy. Whoever she is, she dies. Um, and when she's in the... Because she dies after, like, getting a supposed meeting with the director. Mm-hmm. He doesn't show up, and then the ghost face kills her. Uh, and she answers the phone and he starts talking like ghost face and he's like saying he's doing a script and she's like, is this another fucking rewrite? And she's like, how are we supposed to you like remember our lines if it's just constantly being rewritten? And I was one I was like, I bet that's like a callback to the actual scripts always being <laughs> rewritten. Like that was probably them being like a little like whoop. There like, it is. Yeah. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Being a little meta. Yeah. A little meta. Very, very meta because Kevin Williamson, he kind of like started writing the script for this. And then he was like, you know, like again, he was just kind of like, ah, I'm kind of bored. I don't want to do this. And they called mm-hmm. that guy Aaron Kruger and they're like, hey, start writing scripts for this. He was like, I don't really want to. Do I have to? All right. And then he just like, <laughs> I guess he was just like plopping out pages like on the fly. Like he would just go into a room for like a couple hours and he'd come back out. He'd be like, all right, here's the next 10 fucking pages of the script or whatever. And then they kept changing it over and over and over again. That must be so hard. Like, to act that i feel like i would be constantly saying like my old lines yeah 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 because he was literally changing stuff like right before they would shoot something and it like fucks up how you play a character i feel because if you don't Absolutely. know where it's going or or you think it went a different way but now it's going it would just be like too much for me. on a very lesser scale sometimes like elena and i will trip each other up if one of us says like in the end like if i'm like or like if elena's like we hope you keep listening i'm like oh wait what like what do i say that's my line (laughs) it's like very simple but we can't handle it but like i'll do it to her sometimes and she's like oh shit yeah so i could not handle that i'd be like "Ah." i'm not here for a rewrite no we're not you know what i'm here for though what are you here for patrick dempsey wow crickets okay I'll see myself out. I just don't, I, like, I think eh. Patrick Dempsey is a very handsome man. Like, wow. cool, I get it. Well, who the fuck are both of you? I just, I, he's just, you know, it, like, uh. it was shoved down everybody's throats so hard with, like, McDreamy, Steamy, Deamy, Bobimi. But you know what? I didn't watch Grey's Anatomy. No, I know. So I was good. But I, I was feel like, like, hello, Patrick Dempsey. I, that's probably why you were good. Yeah. Because I feel like I was surrounded by so many people that watched Grey's Anatomy. I don't. But I was just like, you know what, actually? My mom really liked him. And I think I just oh, that'll do it. don't like that'll anything do it. she likes. Well, that's, so. a, that's a bummer. <laughs> but I really, I just had, I had a callback moment. Yeah. I easily do not care about Patrick Dempsey at all. Yeah, I just <laughs> like, don't get it. I, I think he's an attractive man. I agree. I'm just saying. Absolutely. I just don't get the hype. I yeah. just like him. And he's very young in this. He's like the most annoying character <laughs> in this for me. Oh, I disagree. <laughs> he's just an earnest little detective. Wait, so like, let's flash forward to the end. Um, are him and Sid like together? No, I don't. No, uh, no I think uh, they're just like bros now. Okay, because they like they sort of make it seem like it, and then I'm like, what? No, I think they're just like hanging out. Mm. I feel like he's a little into her. Yeah, I think so. Which like good for Sid. I think Sid is still scarred. She's still scarred, and she's still wearing her frat letters. You know, I almost didn't catch that From part two. Yeah, she's still hung up on Derek. I think I love you. Which I mean, Jerry O'Connell, who wouldn't be me. I wouldn't be. God I, I think he, he's so fucking ugly. Get out of here, both I just, of you. I just went silent again, too, and I was like, no. No. What's happening? Yeah, no. Know. You're losing this battle right now. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. No interest in either of those men. I think he, I, again, I think he's good looking, but like, wow. I would throw those letters away. Yeah. yeah like, I mean, like, I don't want the letters. On to the next, next, on to the next, But next. I can understand being hung up on him a little bit. He did get murdered in front of you, so there's that. That'll ruin you. That'll, that'll burn somebody into your psyche a little bit, I feel. I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't, but you know what? <laughs> I didn't like the act of giving the letters, so I don't like that she's keeping the letters. Yes. Yeah, But exactly. she dug it. That's what I'm saying. Because like, she Sydney was into loves it. attention. She does. And she's getting more attention by still wearing those letters. Sydney so. is like an only only child. She has only child syndrome and also like only victim syndrome, even though she's not the only victim and everyone around her is dying except her. Except Randy confirmed that she's the, you know, he's enabling her in this one because mm. he calls her the main character. He is. That's it's a very good point. enabling behavior. Can yeah. we also talk about Randy's sister, the poor thing? <laughs> Not the greatest. I don't love her. I have to say this, and maybe people will be upset, but it's fine. I just feel bad that she always gets like the ugly girl role because they're always very obvious about it. Well, that's the thing because it's her name is Heather Matarazzo, and she's in like we remember like Princess Princess Diaries. Diaries. They always cast her in these like weird looking girl roles, and I feel like that's really mean. Because they make a point of being like, yeah, "Yeah, she's the ugly one. Like, because Gail says when she shows up. Gail is like leans over to Sid and is like, "Tell me it's his ex girlfriend, Dewey's ex girlfriend, and I'll shoot myself." Like, is <laughs> literally like, "Are you fucking?" And then me? Dewey says, "It's Randy's sister. Couldn't you tell? Like, because Randy's kind of ugly since she's a fucking horror mess. Like, that's I just awful. was like, "Fuck." Like, poor thing. Like, shit. She's thriving in life though, because I I actually went to look at her Instagram one day because I was like, "She all right?" Like, <laughs> That's not okay. We're like, is she that what still they're ugly? doing to her? They're no, not, it's not okay. What she's they're honestly doing not to her. even like ugly. She's just she's different. not. She's just the, she's she's interesting looking. I and it's like and she has like re, she has an expressive face and honestly, I feel like they use it against her. Honestly, she'd probably be like a really good model because I feel like on America's Next Top Model they're always like you are disgusting, <laughs> but you will be great in an editorial. <laughs> I just think she's your th- gigantic ears will really work in this Dior campaign. I just feel bad, like because I wonder if like her agents just bringing her these scripts and being like, so they need an, a weird. It's like when Stu yes. said that he first auditioned or Stu Matthew Lillard <laughs> said he auditioned for Billy, yes. and they were like, no, mm. but we do have the ugly best friend. Do you want that one? And he's right? like, yeah, which he's not. Imagine clearly. being told that. Yeah, it's but just Matthew like- Lillard is another person that I think some people just like. They don't get, they his, don't face. get his face. I yeah. love his face. I also love his face, so I get it. Yeah, I don't think he's an attractive man. No, shut the fuck up. I Whoa, love okay, him. Well, I, I love yeah. Matthew Lillard. Here I come. He's so, so, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You really hold think on. he doesn't look like a lizard? No. No. Okay. He, actually, Matthew Lillard is exactly my type, like, through my entire life. Lizard people. <laughs> like, he, like he is strong like jawline fully tall like like exceedingly tall and mm-hmm. like pretty thinly built yeah 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 has a long like he's tongue like right in line sheds his skin likes exactly. a certain you know. amount of humidity my type i love that he's like a little ginge what he's like a little bit gingerish no he's slightly gingerish no yes he is <laughs> no like not like full on ginge, but he definitely has like a red tinge to his no, hair. No, he has like brown hair. So he's like a bunch walker. <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. 
Whether it's routine maintenance, an emergency repair, or a dream project, Angie lets you browse homeowner reviews, compare quotes from multiple local pros, and even book a service instantly. So the next time you have a home project, just Angie that and start getting the most out of your home. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Matthew, what did you say? He's like a brunch walker. Maybe it's just the lighting and scream. Or you know what it is? Maybe it's him as Shaggy. Yep, you're definitely thinking of him as Shaggy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, no. Nope. Yeah. He definitely doesn't. He has like dark brown hair. You know what's really frustrating is <laughs> like being, I know I'm not being wrong, wrong in front of Elena. It's yeah. really frustrating. It's not... It happens a lot to a lot of people, so don't worry about it. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man, she says. So Sydney is reintroduced. You just said it with and... such conviction. I did. I definitely did. Sydney, what? So Sydney is reintroduced, <laughs> like and she's now doing California crisis counseling. That was a big thing for her to bite off. Like, right, like you, like last year, your bands was killed in front of you. Everyone you love was killed around you. And you really want to, like, just dive all the way into the crisis counseling. Maybe get your own crisis counseling first. <laughs> get your own crisis counseled. I, yes. I also hate her look in this movie. I really like her look in this movie. Oh, I hate it. No, this is what happened. Sid went through a rough time after college. Mm -hmm. She went to a beauty school and saw Ash Kell before (laughs) Ash Kell was fully trained. And she got the mullet that I used to give people where like the front of their hair was a lot shorter. And then the back was like, oh, I I messed up, but my instructor isn't around. So bye, have a good one. That'll be $20. It's the like folky long i'm sorry if you're listening and like this is like do you but like (laughs) i'm just not into this like long skirt like tie-dye tank top like the the puka shell necklace like i know we were all wearing those at that time but i just i and with the hair i was like hate it i think it's like sydney hate it in her like anthropology stage of life oh that's not anthropology uh yeah i feel well i think like anthropology is like earthy crunchy so that's yeah i just couldn't get into it i couldn't get and then like the when and i know this is like very shallow of me to be like and the outfit she's wearing in this scene but like when she's wearing like that jacket that brown jacket she wears stop wearing a brown jacket it stresses me out i don't like it i'm like come on wardrobe like give her give her a chance. That's she's why a, she's, she's so a unlikable. final girl. Dress her like a final girl. She is my least favorite final girl. Ooh. I still don't stand by that. Yeah. I don't either. Oh, I stand I, I'm alone a lot on this that podcast, cut, I guess. That cuts deep. <laughs> that cuts deep. No. She's just a whiny Sid Sid. Oh, but you see, can be whiny when you're a final girl. 
No, that's like the whole point. Like you shouldn't be whiny. No, you, the whole point is you have every right to be whiny. No, you have every right, but like it's more badass because you're not being whiny. That's what I want in a final girl. Wow. You have every reason to whine, but you don't whine. But I feel like she's like the most badass final girl. Like most of them kind of don't do too much. That's like they don't do very exciting things. Yeah, like physically. Dude, Sydney punches everyone in the face at all times, mm-hmm. and I stand her for yeah, that. Yeah, that's unacceptable. And she no, does great. crazy stunts. She like throws herself out windows and shit. Yeah, like we get it, Sydney. <laughs> so which two is it? Two very different that sides. That she's whiny or that she like is too. <laughs> she's whiny and she's a show off. She's just, a whiny show off. So you just don't like her. Yeah. Yeah. This is a person. Also, Drew this thinks Nev Campbell is like really hot. There it is. Me. Yep, there we go. There ding, we ding, go. Ding, ding, ding. That's the fucking answer. We found it. No, and also another thing is that I love Emma Roberts and like I'm I feel like Emma Roberts' character hated her, so I was like, Me too, Emma. I knew if we digged if we dug far enough down we'd hit water. I knew it would be some petty shit. I knew this wasn't about Sydney. I knew that there was something no. else going on here. It's partially about Sydney. <laughs> It is. You say that. The argument was falling apart, so I knew there was something under there. It wasn't falling apart. It's it's intact. Stand your ground, She's Ash. whiny, and she's a show-off. Oh, I love it. Lol. Well, we also have Gail's bangs, also. See, she went to beauty school, too. Gail's bangs <laughs> are easily one of my favorite parts of this movie. I mean, they're a character. I need to know if they were a choice. <laughs> Every fiber of my being needs to know. Ding, ding, ding. It was David Arquette's idea. (gasps) What was the purpose? Uh, You wanted her to look like Joan Rivers or some shit like that. I'm sorry. Joan Rivers (laughs) has never looked like that in her life, and she just rolled over in her grave. Look, I just threw out a name. I don't remember if it was Joan Rivers. He wanted her to look like someone, and he was like, here, try to look like Joan Rivers or something. And then she No, not Joan Rivers. I'm going to keep saying Joan. So he was like, hey, so look like Joan Rivers or something. And then she chopped her bangs, and then this is what happened. Maybe you're thinking Joan Jett. Joan I'm going with Why Joan would Rivers. he want her to look like Joan Jett? I don't know. Why did he want her to look like anybody else other than herself in the first place? I don't know, but she kind of looks like the, like Theo Vaughn now, and I kind of like it. Oh, dude, you look flossy, bro. You look like a dude that just got out of Rambo 7. Oh, man. Okeechobee won Kenobi out here, man. You uh, look like was it he wanted her to look like that for the movie, or he wanted her to look like that for their relationship? Um, I think a little bit of both. I think it was a little bit of... Uh, I think I think that he wanted her art. to try something new. <laughs> let's just try something. <laughs> Be adventurous with your hair for me. <laughs> hey, Court, let's try something. <laughs> I think that's how he said it, and then he he pulled out yeah. the scissors. He was like, "Let's try something, Court." <laughs> Let me just pull these down real quick. Snip. Oops. That's honestly look, like when Britney Spears shaved like her Joan head. Rivers. If Courtney Cox walked into my hair salon and said, "Do this to my bangs," I'd be like, "No." No, I'm not going to be responsible for that. I'm not going to do it. I would totally do it. I would love to be the person that gave Courtney Cox those bangs. I also love that every one of these movies, except for the first one, starts out with Gail and Dewey, like, bitching at each other. Like, hating each other. Yeah, their marriage fell apart just about as soon as it started. never begins out, like, it never begins a movie intact. Like, even the fourth movie, they're, like, bitching at each other and they're at each other, like... They are not couple goals. <laughs> well, and then at the end of this one, oh. after all of their excessive arguing, Dewey's like, marry me. And I was like, wait, it, no, no, right? you guys should not get married right now. The- Work on your relationship. I thought the same thing. <laughs> yeah. When he pulls out the ring, I was like, 
You guys don't love each other. You're you rushing. Guys, you guys are like really nasty to each other. You guys have to get over this hump. And then he's also, he's like, yeah, we both know this isn't going to work, but let's do it. I'm like, wait, no, yes. if you both know it's not going to work, don't do it. Like, maybe don't. Like, no. What's the point? Also, I just Googled who he wanted her hair to look like. And the fact that you just confused Joan Rivers with Betty Page. Same person. Oh, same, same That person. makes a lot of sense, the Betty Page Betty things. Page makes <laughs> yeah. a lot more sense. It does, hers they did were not like, come off Hers weren't pointy. Well, because Betty Page had, like, thicker bangs. Like, well, and hers thicker, were, like, very short. Like, short, thicker like, bangs. Like, like a pinup girl. Yeah. Like a rolled. But Gail's were Just short like and wispy. Yeah. Which is not Betty Page bangs. Yeah, I couldn't find out if Dewey did them himself or not. Very Joan Rivers. No, Joan Rivers will fucking kill you, so watch out. Watch out now. Joffa Joan Rivers. <laughs> so, how did we get here? There's also a really cool cameo from Jay and Silent Bob early on in the movie. Yes. Elena got so excited when that happened. Because I, I was like, I forgot about this. I love it. To be fair, Jason Maiwes will show up in anything if they give him a check. I was watching an insane clown posse movie the other day, and he was just like the, the fucking, the assistant to Shaggy Too Dope from in the Insane Clown Posse in like this this action comedy western about the Insane Clown Posse. I love literally everything you just said. You should not. <laughs> action comedy western All featuring Insane Clown Posse. Sounds not even real. None that of sounds that like sounds an real. acid trip. They've made a few movies for some reason. It was called... I uh, had no idea. It's called Big Money Rustlers for anyone that doesn't want to see it, because I'm telling you right now, there's no reason you should watch that movie. I was going to say for Rustlers. anyone who wants to check it out. <laughs> yes, Rustlers. Check it out. Rustlers. Rustlers. He said if okay. they ever make a third one, it's going to be like Space Money Rustlers or something. Or no, Space I think Money big, big Money Thrustas. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> what? I cannot. That's where I, I truly cannot. I I left. I love it so much. My Uba is here. Don't ask me why I watched that movie. I had no reason to watch it. I just did. I was good. I was gonna ask, but you know, that's a lot. It makes no sense. <laughs> We're also introduced to Jennifer Jolie, who recently broke up with Brad Pitt. Oh, we love Parker Posey. We love her. Brad Pitt. You can't see <laughs> my other like jazz Brad hand. Pitt? Uh, Are you tickling Brad Pitt's pets insides? I don't, I don't love him. Oh, the way you said it, I just thought that you did. That's all. No, Elena loves Parker Posey. I do. I love Parker Posey. I just figured one of you would like Brad Pitt. No. I mean, Brad Pitt's he's he's all right. I'm pretty indifferent. Like, would I like, you know, kick him out for eating crackers? I might. I don't like crumbs in my bed, so that's maybe that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah, he's. I mean, like, okay. I don't know what he's doing now. He's got a lot of kids. He's working on World War Z too. I'm pretty sure. Is he really? Yeah, I'm really not excited. World for War that. Z? Is that what you said? Yeah, they're making like apparently I saw that they're making another World War Z, and I'm incredibly not excited for that. I watched the first one, and I don't remember anything about it. So obviously, it really resonated. Except for that big pile of zombies. That's the only part that I remember. You mean the pile of zombies is just hanging onto an airplane or like a helicopter yes. for no reason? That's the only thing that I remember. Because it's the only thing that happened in World War Z. <laughs> Pretty much. So we're ready for a sequel. Yeah, well, this movie, the the one we're actually talking about, not World War Z, Sydney's like dreaming of her <laughs> mother under some bed sheets with some blood the whole movie. Uh, you know, her mom at one point kind of looks like an old Reagan from The Exorcist, like rubbing on her window. She's like, everything yes. you touch <laughs> dies. 
Yeah, she's like, you're just like me. See, I told you, Sydney needed to deal with her own crisis. I was like, well, damn. I agree with that 100%. Yeah, she definitely needed to. Like, I don't, I don't know why she was all of a sudden having these weird mom nightmares. I will say that's, like, easily the strangest part of this movie. Because it's not like, you know, Scott Foley, her, you know, what we learned to be is her half-brother, uh, Roman there. It's not like he could, like project this into her mind that no. he was doing this like it it went with the plot for sure like it was a nice little plot device but it didn't make sense exactly <laughs> like suddenly she's dreaming about this so we gotta learn that dewey is like dating jennifer jolie now and then you know dewey and gail they're on the they're on the out and outs and then we find out that the people being killed are being killed in like the order that they die in stab three because there's a new ghost face on the town jennifer jolie's playing gail in stab three with highlights oh yeah oh you remember those highlights that original gale og gale ogg with the neon green pantsuit we love to see it so yeah so it gets so it gets to the point where they realize that they're being killed off in the order of that they die in the script in stab three because then jennifer mccarthy's like we said her character was killed and i guess she dies first in the script so the next person to die is gale I guess in stab three, which and the when bodyguard. she finds out, she's pissed. Yeah, her her bodyguard and her. Oh. So she and I guess I well I don't even think the bodyguard was in the script. I think it was just like they met at Jennifer's house because they were like, oh my god, we have to stay together because we're all going to be picked off. And then it ends up being that they're not. I think doesn't it all like kind of fall apart that they are not all being killed in the. In the order? Yeah, it pretty much does because Ghostface is kind of just sending faxes to the house and like yeah. rewriting it as they're like, oh, he's rewriting the script. Mm-hmm. And they're like <laughs> outside. Again, rewriting. <laughs> running inside to grab him. Yeah, when they're running like inside and out, it's pretty fucking funny too because they're just like, we got to go inside. Wait, it no, is. outside. Wait, no, go back outside. And then all of a sudden the guy who plays Dewey is like, I gotta know how it ends. <laughs> he just runs in and he grabs it and he can't see because, of course, they like he's cut all the lights like yeah. Rose Face always does. And he grabs the uh, script from the fax machine and it says, like, the person who will live or something. And he's like, I can't see. So he lights his little Zippo lighter and it says, the one who smells the gas. And then he just looks up. Whoever smells And it just explodes the whole house. Can you imagine? And my first thought was, man, that was a really nice house. That's actually the thought you said out loud. You were like, that was a nice house. I'm not like at all concerned about that poor man's death. I'm like, (laughs) why would you blow that house up? It had a pool and everything. It's his fucking fault. It is. Yeah, that was stupid. That was a bad choice. Why would you go in to see how it ends? Like, come on, fucker. Yeah. Like, that's why he's getting you in there. That's the the whole rue. Exactly. You have to rewrite the script yourself by not going in there. Exactly. You can do a rewrite. You're in charge of your own destiny. And of course, the security guard gets got to Stone there. That's how it all begins. All right, was that Pete. his name? And yeah, his name was Stone. What a big man. <laughs> Some Stone Boulder is what his name should have been. <laughs> Geodude. <laughs> Mountain. And he, you know what? No, he gets killed after he thinks he's talking to Dewey on the phone, but it's actually the ghost. It's Ghostface using Dewey's voice. 
And he says something like, I'm looking in your trailer because I'm trying to make sure that he doesn't kill you like he did your little sister. And I'm like, you fucker. And then he gets yeah. killed. And I was like, good. Bye. <laughs> Bye. I was like, asshole. All of these actors are assholes. They're the worst. I didn't give a shit about any of them. I was like, Bye. I was like, are they trying to tell us that everybody that acted in this movie was an asshole? Yeah. I only cared about Jennifer. <laughs> Maybe everyone's just tired and of I think Gail it was, and Dewey. I, I mean, aren't we all? <laughs> but- <laughs> No. But I think it was after this that we met Randy's sister. Mm. Mm-hmm. Was that when we met Randy's sister? Yeah. I know, yeah, it definitely is. Well, I know Gail almost gets killed, too, and then Dewey saves her by shooting Ghostface a few times, and then he immediately falls down an entire hill because every single movie you have Dewey just falling <laughs> yes. down hills. You are correct. Dewey is very clumsy. He is. For, for an, a police officer. Because yeah. it's after this whole scene that, because like Jennifer gets pissed because Dewey didn't save her and he, she punches Dewey in the face. <laughs> and then Gail punches her in the face. <laughs> we, then, this movie loves a good punch. They violence. love a good punch. It's like and then later, just... like, Sydney goes like full send and just punches the killer in the face while she's fighting him. Yeah, like, good job. When you choose Organic Valley, not only will you be enjoying great-tasting dairy, you'll help to save over 1,600 small organic family farms who are protecting over 400,000 acres of organic farmland and all the plants and animals that call it home. This is dairy you can feel good about. It's great-tasting, high-quality organic dairy ethically sourced from small organic family farms. To find Organic Valley Dairy near you, visit ov.coop. That's O-V dot C-O-O-P. Whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, Liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness, all in a single sugar-free stick. Liquid IV is perfect for daily use before a workout, when you feel run down, after a long night out, or on long flights. Basically, anytime you need a pick-me-up. However you hydrate, grab your Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco. Or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code WONDERY at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code WONDERY at liquidiv.com. Yeah, everybody just throw a punch when you gotta throw a punch. It's fine. It's cool. <laughs> punch now, think later. Did they up the punches in each movie? Like, was it one and then two oh, yeah. and then three? Like, four? Like, the movies? Did four have a lot of punches? Oh, I haven't watched four in a couple months. I know, months. I haven't watched it in a while. I mean, we're gonna watch it soon, so. Yeah. We gotta do a punch count. Emma definitely punch punches a few people. I mean, Dewey gets hit with a bedpan. Or- a bedpan, yeah. Yeah, is it Dewey that gets hit with the bedpan? <laughs> yep. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he sure does. Oh my god. It happens <laughs> way later, away. but like my favorite part of this movie is when Ghostface throws the knife at him and bunts him with the oh handle. Oh my god, and the handle. <laughs> <laughs> that is like, and he just falls the best. easily like so one good. of my favorite things of all time. Like Dewey is just always avoiding death in the most humorous ways. Oh, mm-hmm. it's amazing. It's amazing. I love it. I remember when I was first watching Scream 3 and I watched the knife going to him and I'm like, oh my God, Dewey's finally dead. It just bunts him and he falls. And I'm like, of course. And that's not even the first time you fell in this film. No. <laughs> it's like the third at that point. I love it so I love much. It. Like Dewey is just like a national treasure. He absolutely is. <laughs> he truly is. 
And then some time goes by, and then they find, like, this photo that the Ghostface killer left, and it says, like, I killed her on the back of a Maureen Prescott picture, and that's when they're like, oh, my God, we got to figure out what's going on with Maureen. And that's when they go over, and uh, they meet up with fucking Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher! They meet up with Carrie Fisher, and she is playing the best character in the entire movie. Oh, she's so good. She looks like a total bad bitch. She's sitting there smoking her cigarette. She's like, yeah, I was almost Princess Leia, but who gets it? The one that sleeps with George Lucas. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> I loved it so, because they're like, are you? And she's like, no. And then they're like, it's uncanny. And she's like, I know, I get it. I've gotten it my whole life. I'm like, yes. The one who sleeps with George Lucas. I- I'm sorry, I didn't mean to bring up a, a sore subject for you. Sure you didn't. <laughs> And she's the one who leaks out because the reason they brought it to her, the photo, is because the photo of Maureen has like the studio in the background. Mm -hmm. So they're like, was she an actress? And we didn't know. And she's super young. Mm -hmm. And she's the one who uncovers that her stage name was Rena Reynolds. And this was these pictures are all her. Rena. Rena. Rena Reynolds. Great name. I know. I like that. Has a good ring to it. Solid stage name. So Randy's sister, we went over it. She doesn't look too great, but she does have a tape of Randy <laughs> who lost his virginity to Karen Kolchak, who also apparently didn't look too great. At the video store. Yeah, at the video store. Do you think they fucked in the video store? I th- they did. They he better said, have. He said they were putting away videos in the porn section, uh, yeah. and he said, shit happens. <laughs> that's a great way to lose your virginity. Like, that's a good story. That is a great story. That sounds like a fun time. Even if Kolchak wasn't that good, I mean, you Kolchaked her and that's fine <laughs> oh my god you but you it. know what he made a mistake and he said it he said if i i made a mistake because now i'm not a virgin and i'm like ripe for the picking i'm gonna and die that means that i've died but to be fair sydney plowed in the first movie and survived for the next but 15. she's the final girl yeah yeah you know they get different rules those that's final true girls. they do get they, they do, do. Well, there's also Gail a- is like a final girl too, though. When you think of it, oh, she totally is. Yeah, Gail's my favorite final girl. <laughs> I will say Cox is always my favorite girl. Well, and in in this video, he's giving, he's leaving his legacy, and right. he says, you know, if I didn't survive the sequel, which like good for him for thinking ahead. <laughs> he's like, here's a video to help you guys survive after that. Well, you know the how only- to. You know, the only reason this was even thrown in is because Wes Craven was receiving, like, death threats from people that were like, fuck you, you asshole, you killed Randy. <laughs> oh, I heard that. <laughs> That's horrible. That people were, like, really pissed. I mean, I was I was bummed. I knew he had to go, but, like, he's a great character. The things people will, like, throw you death threats for are really wild. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's pretty insane. Like, honestly, I don't think that Randy necessarily needed to die. I don't think there's any reason for it, but it's nothing I would send an email over. Well, and also it's like there's no reason for him to die, but like there's also no reason for him to be around. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the the reason for him to be around is just to like be like, here's my movie knowledge. Let right. me tell you about this, the third movie. And it's and like, look, while, he can still do it. And so. after a while, that would get old. Like I appreciated the homage to him, but like I, I was glad I didn't see him anywhere in four. Well, and this was very Randy. It was right. very of it was him to make a movie about his movie knowledge right. to leave to everybody to still help them. It, it was just, the best way to like, leave Yeah, for him. I, I love when he says, are you dealing with a second sequel? Like then, you know, you just go by those sequel rules. But he was like, if you're dealing with something rare, a trilogy. And then you hear everyone in the room go, trilogy, trilogy. And it's like, <laughs> whoa, I love it. I'm like, who did you hire to do that for you, Randy? 
And he's right. He says the killer is going to be superhuman. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to like cryogenically freeze his head or blow him up. Even mm -hmm. the main character, that's you, Sid. The ma main, character main character can, can die. die. And then he says, yep, that's you, Sid. Sorry. Because true trilogies are all about going back to the beginning and discovering something that wasn't true from the get-go. Godfather, Jedi, all revealed something that we thought was true that wasn't true. Something, something that wasn't true from the jump, which is all true. This all happens. It's so crazy how that, how that all panned out in this movie that was scripted. It's so great that it's it wild. worked out that way. You know what else I liked? I liked that Jennifer Jolie, after a while, like, after she finds out some of the rules and stuff, she's like, Gail, I'm just going to start hanging out with you, so if they try to kill you, or, like, me, as in fake you, they're just going to kill real you instead of fake me, which is you. <laughs> I know, I love that. And I love that she's Gail's like, just, just like, murder you cool. instead. And Gail's like, you're the worst. Yeah, Gail has no issue with it. She's just like, yeah, okay, you can hang out with me, I guess. She's, yeah, she's like, you're annoying, but okay. Yeah, right. Sure. There's She knows there's power in numbers. She's great. Oh, we love boy. her. Gail is the best. And then uh, Sydney has this run-in with some chick named Angelina who almost played Sydney in Stab 3, where, like, you know, she yeah, thinks she that she's about ingenue. to get murdered in the fucking bathroom, and then she breaks open the door, and she's just like, why do you have this ghost face mask? She's like, uh, uh, you know, I just wanted Souvenirs. To souvenirs and stuff. <laughs> and it was kind of like a nice little callback to the bathroom scene in the first movie. Because mm -hmm. it's all set up like the school bathroom. Yeah, 100%. But if I was Sydney, I still would have punched that bitch in the face. Yeah, I, w I definitely would have punched her. I'm surprised Sydney didn't. Yeah, I am too. Well, she almost pepper sprays her. She's got the pepper spray out. I still think she should have. Trust no bitch. You see yeah. a bitch hiding in a stall like with a ghost face mask and be like, no, 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 not right now. Trust no one. Isn't it you who says like spray first, apologize later? Yeah, that's like my life motto. <laughs> Like that's yeah. Elena's like said that on Morbid before. Yeah, that's the I have mace on my keychain, and I will spray first and apologize my later. My favorite thing ever was when John had to like go to court for work, like not for criminal charges, and they were like, because Elena has it on her keys, and they were like, yeah, you can't bring this into like a legal building, and yeah. he was like, those You're are just, just like, my what? keys, and then they were like, yeah, there's mace on them. This this pretty little bottle of mace that's attached <laughs> to Dick's Sporting Goods. It's like this pretty, like, turquoise, like, seafoam green. Turquoise. Little thing of mace. But if it's pretty, it's not dangerous. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah, it's mace. Yeah. That's what that's what I want you to think. And then she sprays first, and then but she's then like, then I oh, take sorry. that safety off, and you're in trouble. But Sydney doesn't Like Gail says. No, she doesn't. She just, she stops. She apologizes first, which is a no-no. Yeah, no, she I meant like Gail like, with the safety. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Guess I remembered the safety that time, you bastard. Yeah. So anyway, they end up on the set of Stab, which has a perfect remodel of the Woodsboro home, which is actually pretty cool because they had to like completely so rebuild cool. that set because they'd already destroyed it by the time of this movie. Yeah. I love that. And it's like Stu's house. You see the You garage, see the Creed poster. Everything. I know. And you see Sydney walk by. You see that Creed poster. And I love to say, ha, huh, Creed. And I loved that because in the first movie, I don't know if we even talked about it in the first movie. But one of the things, the way she gets away from the the killer mm -hmm. is by using her closet door and her bedroom door. And she kind of like interlocks them mm -hmm. to make it so he can't get in. And she notices that they set it up exactly the same way. So she's able to use that same method of like interlocking the doors to keep him out, which is cool. Yeah, it was like a, it was another callback. Mm -hmm. I love they, a good callback. They had all like the voiceovers where she's sitting on the bed and you hear Billy like in her head and she finishes the sentence mm -hmm. like you hear billy saying like 
you know, whatever he says. And then she's like, would you settle for a PG-13 relationship? And she says it out loud. Right. Which is <laughs> loved that. a lot. Yeah. I've always really enjoyed the scene of when she's like running through the house. And, you know, like, like you said, like there's these callbacks to like, you know, knowing the house and everything. But then at one point she tries to run through that one door yep. and she almost just falls like and dies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like an end. <laughs> but yeah, that, that scene was really fucking cool. And then like she kind of hides behind it too and then waits for Ghostface to run by. If only that bed wasn't there, though, it would have been cool to just see like just a little yeah. splat real quick. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. A city splat. Like running in, in midair. Like do 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 do. Then fall. The and end. Then a, and then a piano like a falls on their head. Yes. That would have been great. <laughs> falls out of nowhere. <laughs> oh why and then uh of course ghost mom pops out again because ghost face just knows to be a ghost mom all the time it's actually weird how how like yeah. ghost face well i guess scott or you know fucking roman or whatever his name is scott yeah Foley like roman. apparently he just knows that sydney's having these um delusions of her mom and he's like oh you know what i'll just pop up in a sheet every once in a while with some blood and make some mom noises <laughs> Yeah, he's like, you know, some mom noises. <laughs> he's like, you know what? I bet Sid is experiencing some pretty, like, extreme PTSD right now. He Probably knows. some auditory and visual hallucinations. I'm going to play on this. I a feel like, bit. well, he knows from personal experience. He's like her half brother. He is. And in that scene, he's like under the drop cloth with the, you know, because apparently they do a scene where it's like the Maureen murder scene. Yikes. And, she, and he has her voice going and he says, give mommy a kiss and we'll make up. And I was Ugh. like, ah! I hate it. I hate everything about I it. I hate it. Stop that immediately. I have to give it to Nev Campbell, though. At the end of this scene, when Dewey shows up and she's like hysterical screaming for him, and she starts saying, It was my mother. I saw my mother. Like the way she acts that scene, I was oh, like, gold. Oh shit, I feel you. It, she was so good in that. You scene. feel like moved. Because she like sobs it out and mm -hmm. says, like, my mother, I saw my mother. And I was like, oh, she did. I was like, I feel it. Like, yeah. oh. That's why I love her. She fucking sells everything. She does. It was not overacted at all. It was like perfectly done, in my opinion. I like Gail. <laughs> <laughs> I think, and I think the next scene is the scene with John Milton in his office where we were talking about how he's basically Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> it's disgusting. Yeah. And I love how it starts because it's Roman in there because they killed the movie, obviously. Right. Because now that all these murders are happening, they're like, we need to shut down this production, which Roman, Scott Foley, the director, is pissed about. Mm -hmm. And he's in John Milton's office, like ranting about it. And he says, and he's like, you know, variety called me a pariah i don't even know what a pariah is <laughs> i don't know why I love that's that. such a good line and it's just the way he said i don't even know, know what, what a pariah, pariah is it's <laughs> like that thing when someone calls you something and it's like i know it sounds bad but like fuck you in layman's terms please <laughs> <laughs> like fuck you i don't know what that means but i know it's bad i know you're being rude to me i right know now. it's a negative thing i can tell by your inflection that that's not nice damn you <laughs> Meanwhile, they're like, you're gorgeous. <laughs> you're beautiful. And you're like, fuck you, guy. <laughs> well, and then Dewey, you know, like, well, at this point, Sydney's back at the police station. And then Dewey gets a call from, like, uh, what we think is Sydney, but it's actually just ghost face on the fucking uh, voice changer thing. And she's like, hey, yeah, so I'm going over to John Milton's house to listen to a story about my mother. And then he's like, what? No, don't do that. And then she's like, well, already doing it. Bye. So he's like, okay, I guess. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> 
because the rest of the cast is there with Roman because it's Roman's birthday, apparently. Party. <laughs> Happy birthday, Roman. Is it, though? Can we trust him? Is it? And then the dude, that dude Tyson has, like, the best line, too, because Dewey fucking shows up. And he's just so like, good. every time this motherfucker shows up, people get shish kebobbed. He was like, I'm getting out of here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Look at he's shish right. He's right. Yeah, I was like, you're right. Like every time Dewey shows up, people be dying. And said, yeah, that's true. They're both pretty bad omens. They're I'd be like, you're not invited. Angels of death, literally, <laughs> both of them. So things start to get start to get a little bit suspect. So Gail tells Dewey to call the caller ID on his phone to see where the call came from. And when he does, they discover that you know that ghost face costume and that little voice changer in the closet. And then Gail goes looking for the others, and she discovers Roman's body in a coffin in the props room. And then they see Angelina, and she screams. She's like, I didn't fuck that pig Milton to die next to two second-rate <laughs> celebrities like you two. And then she just runs off and dies immediately. <laughs> but what I love, too, when she's running off after she's like, I didn't fuck that pig Milton like you two second-rate fuckers. Like, see you later, bitches. And then as she's running, she goes... You guys should get out of here too. It's crazy <laughs> to stay here. And I was like, whoa, bitch. You know what like, that is? You just, that's some Gemini <laughs> energy. <laughs> that is exactly that. Is I was literally, literally you know me far too well. She literally is like, fuck you two second rate motherfuckers. I fucked this producer. I am so mad. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> fuck you guys. And she's like, you should leave too. It's really bad in here. I'm like, what? It's Gemini energy. I got some whiplash in that scene. I was like, damn. Were you just like reminded of me immediately? But then when she died, I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Gemini energy will kill you. Somebody needed to stop that train. <laughs> I don't know where Real it was. Quick. I don't know where it was going. I don't blame her. I'd be mad too. <laughs> I feel like I fucked you guys for nothing. And look how it ended for you, Ash. What did I get out of that? Look at you. Yeah, it didn't end well. I'd, I'd still be mad. This you're, is my cotton You're Mary officially Hill. the ingenue. <laughs> I am the ingenue. I think we all knew that. Born an ingenue. Always. <laughs> Once an ingenue, always an ingenue. I don't know what ingenue means. It sounds bad though, right? <laughs> Just use context clues. Okay. <laughs> oh, is that like an understudy? <laughs> nope. It's like the young, like the young actress, like the ingenue. You're like the young, up and coming, like. Oh, okay, okay. Like Marilyn Monroe yes. when she first started out, she would have been the young ingenue, you know. Oh, I mean? like Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, I got it. I am the ingenue. Yeah, yeah totally. That's what you had to say. Say no more, fam. Like done and done, done. A bombshell. A bombshell. A bombshell. <laughs> So Tyson tries to run off, but he gets stabbed, and then he slips on this big old rug, this like vanity rug. So I was oh, like, "Oh, yeah, that a... looked really painful." Mm -hmm. Oh, I was gonna say the rug looked really good. <laughs> Both things true. Gorgeous rug, super Both. super rug burn. Both facts. <laughs> Beautiful rug, unfortunate accident. Exactly. <laughs> it will provide you with the delicatest rug burn. Not mutually exclusive. Both can happen at once. <laughs> They're just coincidences. Yeah, a beautiful rug can hurt. <laughs> so, That's all. So this rug ruins his day and sends him right off the second story, as most rugs do. And then Jennifer Jolie yeah. also runs off for a little while, and then she ends up behind some mirrors. Oh, like two-way mirror me. kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah, she ends up by those behind those two-way mirrors. Well, actually, I guess one-way mirrors. Yeah, one-way mirrors, one -way, and it's way. like, 
<laughs> two-way mirror in the bedroom in john yeah. milton's bedroom which is yes. like ew oh. and that's also like like guys. where people can stand behind them and watch what's happening in the bedroom guys that freaked me the fuck out oh, i was like yeah we're glot like in the movie mm-hmm. i'm like oh uh-huh. we're just gonna gloss over this. i also want to be like who did whose idea was that because that's a personal idea yeah I want to say that I actually glossed over that every time I've ever watched this. I have until I watched it this time. It was all of a sudden like, oh, Mm -hmm. shit, that's for people to watch what's happening in there. That's so fucked up. Uh, Yeah, that's very alarming. No good. Very It adds a whole nother layer. A whole layer. Yeah, it does. (laughs) That layer is far too real for me. It adds a stinky ass onion layer onto it. Yeah, burns my eyes. So this is Jennifer. She's actually getting murdered behind these um, very sketchy mirrors. And then Dewey's like, okay, I'm going to start shooting them. And he shoots them one at a time. <laughs> I know. And when he shoots the last one, she just like falls over and dies. And I remember like when I first watched this when I was very young, I was like, oh, you killed her. I was like, that was you. I thought so too. I was like, you, I was like, you shot, shot her. her? <laughs> I remember <laughs> feeling that way too. But she's like covered in stab wounds. Yeah. And you're like, she it's okay. fights. Oh yeah, she does. Jennifer puts up, Parker Posey puts up a fight. Because so does Gail. Yeah, she does. And I guess I should I should mention this. Like, even though I really like this movie, this is the most bloodless scream out of all of them. Like, the, ki- mm, the kills are is. all very lackluster. But somehow, I do think, like, I mean, Wes Craven was getting a lot of blowback because of Columbine and a bunch of stuff. Like, it was kind of like, you know, they yeah. did it. Like, the same as uh, the John Milton was trying to shut down the movie. Like, you know, like, for Roman, he was like, oh, there's too much going on. We got to shut this down. That was happening in real life. Oh, and so he had to tone down the gore. He like, Yeah, he, like, took it down a notch. Yeah, so the movie was, like... Basically bloodless because they were like, yeah, how about you just make a movie with no blood? And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm making a horror movie. And then he was like, (laughs) all right, well, and then they kind of settled for a little bit of blood. And then he just made the kills like really cool. Like all the reveals and the way that people were killed, I think was fairly cool. It's just the actual kills that definitely lacked in this. But yeah, I think that I I agree with you that I think you don't because I feel like there's like a lot of. Of chaos in this like the mm-hmm. kills are like very chaotic but not gory mm-hmm. so you don't realize it right away and then after you actually look at it you're like yeah that wasn't very gory yeah yeah it's kind of a bummer but also like i get it but it makes sense yeah with what was going on and i respect the like the calm down i expect i respect the calm down yeah i get it yeah it's easily <laughs> i something- love the zen moment it's easily something that I never noticed until I read like that fact that it was like this movie was specifically like less bloody. And then I started watching. I'm like, oh, yeah, like they kind of just stab and move on. And then there's not much blood either. It's like just a little few like. Yeah. Trinkets. And you just see like the aftermath. Yeah. Kind of odd. It's strange. It's pretty rude, but I it's respect strange. it. So after a little while, Gail ends up in the basement with a passed out ghost face, which kind of reminded me a lot of the cop car scene in Scream 2. Yes. Yeah, definitely. That yep. scene, like this one in this movie, stresses me out every single time I watch it. Like, I know what's going to happen, but I'm like, Gail, Gail, Gail. Because at one point he like jumps, doesn't mm-hmm. he? He like he does, jerks. He like jerks or like swipes or something. And yeah, she's he like, like stabs the air. Yeah. And she's and she's like. <laughs> oh imagine if dewey was like the person you had to count on Oof, yikes Oof, it's so funny yikes. too because he gets close and then he's like wait a second wait how do i know that this is you gail not the killer dewey open the fucking door it's me don't you think that's what the killer would say come on yes 
Because he thinks that she's like, it could be Ghostface using the voice changer. I'm like, I'm like, it what could are you be doing? Valid. It could have been. Which another kind of little homage to the Randy Stu situation mm-hmm. in the first film where they're both outside the door and Sydney's like, oh, How fuck. Do I know? And he's like, he's the killer. He's the killer. He's crazy. And she says, fuck you both. And then shuts the door. <laughs> and I was like, yes, Sydney. I, I liked call back to a great scene. I, it, that was a great ski- scene. Those gates. Those gates. All of us look. And then this is the scene that I call back to earlier, uh, my favorite in the movie, because he gets fucking hit with the handle of that knife and then falls down the yes. stairs. That so is hilarious. Good. So good. And you watch it through the knives perspective. Yeah, you get a <laughs> POV the of the spinning knife. Yes. It's so good. Artistic. I love oh, it. Shit. And then Sydney gets a call from Ghostface and gets led over to John Milton's house. And then Ghostface makes Sydney use like a metal detector on herself when she shows up, which actually I was like, you're planning very hard ahead. Yes. Like very like the little like wand she has to use. Yeah, dude. I was she has like, to okay. throw away her little tiny gun that she brought. Yeah, her <laughs> That's little, not fair. Her little gun that she just found in a random drawer in like the fucking police station. In the station. detective's office. <laughs> I'll be taking that. I was like, well, shit. All right. I was like, you guys don't even like lock those up or anything? No. Is is it the LAPD? <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say. Sure. I was literally just going to say. <laughs> they oh, don't. Fuck. And then, um, you know, she shows up and she sees Gail and Dewey tied up to a couple chairs. She starts untying them, but then Ghostface shows up. But Sydney smart as hell. She had another handgun in her shoe. And then she shoots Ghostface five times. But unfortunately, you know, as Randy told us, bullets do not work this Superhuman. time. Superhuman. Which really, I think we all could have seen the answer to this, like, immediately. Yeah. You're like, well, hi. Kevlar bitch. <laughs> what do you think is going on? He's not actually superhuman. He's just wearing an extra layer. <laughs> you heard all. of a vest? Duh. Have you heard of the vest? And I love when she's just like, Dewey, head. Have you heard of some Kevlar? I know. In the end, too, like after they already know that they shot him like a million times in the Kevlar, Dewey just keeps shooting in the chest. And it's like, Dewey, come on. There is a vest together. <laughs> Put two Go and two higher. together, bro. Yeah. He's Dewey. I do love the big reveal, though. The Scott reveal? I do love it. That like gave me Mickey vibes, like the good, a good, solid, like monologue reveal. I love those. Give me a good one. I'm in. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have any problem with it really. I thought I thought the reveal on in this one was a lot better than the reveal in two. Like two just felt too like convoluted and wacky and like all around. Like even though it was kind of fun, I feel like this one was just like straight to the point. Like oh, you know what? Yeah, she had another kid. Didn't care about the kid. Now I'm angry. I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> and yeah. that yeah, and the, I agree because like as much as I love the second one, mm-hmm. it's like the second reveal was fun. It was like fun. You were like, yeah, it's Billy's mom. It's this random college guy that's like just crazy and is into it. So I was in for it. But this one, you were like, oh, fuck. Because the second one is like, I feel like it wouldn't have been as far-fetched if they didn't throw Mickey into it. Like, that's what made it a little Mm far-fetched. With this third one, you're like, that's not so far-fetched. Like, no. And that's in this one. What's funny is like this one, like, sets you up like this is where it all began. Like, Roman was Rena Reynolds' child. Mm Mm-hmm. She abandoned him Mm -hmm. and then she became Maureen Prescott. And and as he's doing this, he's playing the home movies of him stalking Maureen Prescott when she was like having all her affairs with Cotton Weary and Billy's father. Mm -hmm. And he's playing them for Sydney. And then he's like, and, you know, all I had to do was wait for like an opportunity. And he said because he said he showed up at her door and she told him, you're Rena's child and Rena Reynolds is dead. 
And yeah. I love that he's Maureen like, and then sucks. I thought, what a good idea. <laughs> and then he caught her with Billy's father and he said he just approached Billy with it and he was pissed. And mm-hmm. he's like, I got him a like a pal to blame it all on. I got them somebody to frame. And he said, I'm a director. I direct. I direct. And I just think that's it. So he's like, I'm the beginning of all this. I started this. I set it up. Mm-hmm. I'm the reason for it all. And what's funny is it's like the first movie you're seeing these two guys like do this. Then in the second movie, you're seeing copycats right. and a little bit of revenge. Right. And then in the third movie, you see the beginning again. Mm-hmm. Like it connects back to the beginning. Then in the fourth movie, it's another copycat revenge scenario. So then in the fifth, is it going to bring it back to the beginning with Matthew Lillard? It better. I think it is. I think it is. Caleb. I think we have a pattern. Caleb. I think. Randy and Matthew Lillard had a baby in the first one. Actually, I think Jamie Kennedy and Matthew Lillard had a baby in real life. They adopted they adopted a baby. They're they're a couple for the past 20 years and it's going to be revealed in the movie and their baby is going to be actually pretty into that. All right. So, so everybody hears our bets. We'll see who wins. So we'll see play, who wins. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. I think we all have some good ideas. <laughs> who knows what's going to happen? I can't wait to see. I love it. I love a baby killer. I'm we confident in mine. I think, I think that Scott Foley is great as the killer in this. Yeah. When he has that like moment where he's like, you know, I like basically being like, fuck you for having the life with a mother and like somebody who cared about you. And like, he's like, just like screaming it. And he's like, and it should have been mine, like screaming. I was like, I believe you. Everyone in this movie has a lot of unresolved trauma. Lots of parent issues. Lots of mommy issues. Lots of mommy issues. (laughs) Lots. There was one thing that happened that wasn't an issue, though. And it was Scott um, slitting Harvey Weinstein's throat. Yeah. That was fucking yeah, awesome. Yeah, that was the best. When he says you can have like edits, you can have casting, final cut. And then he goes, I already have it. <laughs> the best. <laughs> Goodbye. I was like, yeah. The yeah. Puns, that was for us. The killing, Harvey Weinstein, everything. It was great. Oh, yeah. If he like affected me in my life, I think I would just watch that scene over and over and over again. Oh, yeah. Like, I would just be like, yep. It would probably feel great. It would be the best. Right. You're just imagining, like, just, a, or you do, like, you do like a cut and just put his face right over it. You're like, ah, yeah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Beautiful. Watch him bleed out. <laughs> Shit stain. That is my other problem, though. And it's back to the bloodless thing. Even the, even the throat slitting was fairly bloodless. Like, that should have been like, the most yeah that should be some arterial spray like i want to even see that spray on roman's face yeah that should have been like an an gnarly one and it's like this is like the one time where i can't be mad at the director or anything for it because i know wes was pissed about it he was like there should be way more blood in this like he he's the guy who's Mm -hmm. screaming more blood in the second one and then like in this one they're like yeah so no blood wes be very careful we used all of our blood our blood budget (laughs) last time so we (laughs) we're low on the blood budget for this for this movie you know he was pissed oh he's still rolling over in his grave from just just remembering this like he's like he's off there in I, I don't know where you go when you die but he's off there and he's just like oh you fucking he's in assholes limbo. yeah he's like come on <clears throat> fuck you guys he's in limbo i like that he's like scott you know roman tries to shoot sid and for a minute you're like oh shit 
Yeah, because Randy sets it up. Like, yeah. Like, is Sid gonna die? You're like, oh my god, she could die here, but she's wearing a bulletproof vest that she stole mm-hmm. from the police station, which is the best. She stole everything from that police station. She's like, I know what's up. She also- and the other thing, too, is like, oh, sorry, go ahead. Okay, good. I was just gonna say, she looks like she gets shot in the face at one point, though. Like, yeah, because she whips her face around. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, she looks like, and he kind of looked like he aimed the gun at her face, and I was just like, wait, mm-hmm. but did you not get shot yeah. in the face? But it's also like the whole movie's been bloodless, so I'm like, I don't know, maybe she just didn't bleed from the shot in her face. <laughs> yeah, you don't know. Like, perhaps, maybe, maybe. I wonder if Sid will stay alive in the fifth one. I feel like they can't kill Sid. I think really? Do you think so? Because she's a final girl. See, you can't kill the final girl. I agree with you, Elena. I feel like they can't kill the final girl, but I'm also like, are they gonna, though? Because they can't. Mm. You know what I mean? The reason I really think they're gonna is because I feel like I feel like Radio Silence is gonna do such a good job with Scream that they might make a couple more Screams, or they probably will make a couple more, and I feel like... Sydney's or Nev Cam- or Nev Campbell's not gonna want to come back. I feel like she's gonna be like, I'm kind of done with it. Like you kind of gotta get rid of my character. That's or something. true. I, I could see, see that. that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because I definitely don't see her continuing like, to scream come back. Six and seven. No, I think this is one of those like where I'm surprised she's coming back for this. Like, I'm, I'm also psyched. Like- I'm what psyched, is gonna but, happen? Like, where yeah. where do we go from here? Like, what storyline is left? I'm telling you, if Matthew Lillard comes back. And there's a baby. Bring killer. it back to the beginning. I would love Matthew Lillard to come back. Cause wait, do we do we see him like actually die in the first one? Like we could we assume he died. I mean, he gets a fucking TV on his but face. But you know what? He makes a groan, like a little moan at the end that I was like, hmm. like when you when they cut away from him, he does that like, oh. People get struck by lightning. And you're like, live. so you're like, so does he still? That'd be a great line for him, actually. Well, he didn't just get TV'd. He did get stabbed like seven times by Billy, too. He sure did. Yeah, his he body sure was his, was going through it, but, you know, he, he, was, he was dying to begin with. He's the Lil, so. He is. Could live. He's the M-Lil. Can we not call him the M-Lil? M-Lil. I'm only calling him M-Lil from this point. The M-Lil. M-Lil. I will never even say that. It sounds like Emerald. M-Lil. Bam. M-Lil. M-Lil. <laughs> M-Lil. Stab. Boom. Jesus. Relation. Jesus fuck. So many, you were like, bam, stab, boom. Because <laughs> I was like, bam, stab. And then I was like, boom, there it is. And that's pretty much how the movie ends. It was like, boom, stab. <laughs> it's true. That's exactly how the movie goes. Yeah. Bam, stab, boom. Bam, stab, boom, <laughs> bam. Rename it. Yeah, literally. First one's. Yeah. Yeah. Let's but this is where we get the, because when they die, when they finally kill Roman, like, first of all, like, Dewey tries to shoot him a hundred times in the chest. And it's like, really, Dewey? And- <laughs> Roman also doesn't go out without punching Sydney in the face one time, too. Yes. You'd, well, they needed to up their punch count. Because I think he, she, like, stabs him. And yeah. then they di- he they think he dies and she holds his hand. Mm-hmm. They're like holding hands because they're like, we're brother and sister now, which I was like, oh, mm. <laughs> that was too weird for me. I liked I it. Like, ah, it's, so it's okay. No. You don't need to. I mean, I liked it because it's like, yeah, of know, course. It gave a little bit of something to it. But that that's when he like, because he's superhuman, of course, that's not it. Yeah. And when Dewey's shooting him over and over again and Dewey's like, head, Dewey, head. And he literally <laughs> goes, what? <laughs> he goes, head. And they all just scream it. Like, Dewey should not be the one with the gun. It's like, guys, someone take that from him. I also feel like, I don't know if I already said this, but I feel like because they couldn't use as much blood, that's why they use so many punches. Mm. Did I say that already? I don't know. I don't know. It makes sense, that's though. That sounds perfect to me. Yeah, you can't 
you can't make people bleed, so you just punch everyone. You just give them a pow right in the kisser. Just if I can't everyone. have gore, I'll have violence. <laughs> Why go. I gotta get it somewhere. <laughs> Why I oughta. That should be Sydney's catchphrase throughout every Scream movie. Oh my god. Before she punches Gale, she just winds up and goes, Why Wines, I oughta. literally winds up. <laughs> Why I oughta. I would, that's the no. That'd be great. No. That would make this movie like Thanksgiving. Can we petition for Sydney to utter one Why I oughta in Scream 5? Just one. I'll take one. Just okay, one. I'll okay. take one. Give me one. Every that's time, no way, I'd get pissed. But one, I'll, I'll do it. Or she has like knuckle tattoos that say pow right in the kisser. <laughs> Alright, that's what I want. That's what I want all day. That's what I want. Like edit that pow into right in the kisser. Edit that into every old movie. <laughs> Amazing. What would you do if if Scream Five I almost just said stab five. What would you do if Scream Five started out with Sydney at the tattoo shop getting pow pow right in the kisser? I'd be, like, I'd be locked in. I would I would actually like I would fund Scream Six. Yes. <laughs> I would find a way to just give them all of my money to make another one. I'd be like, Yep, I trust I'd be like, you. You guys completely. are on a great trajectory. <laughs> you're ma- you're making money moves and I'm into it. Secure the bag. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, they can secure my entire bag. They can take everything. <laughs> Literally. Great. That was the perfect way to end this, guys. Really no, I was. guess the perfect way to end this is fucking Gail and fucking Dewey getting married, which is just Yeah, absurd. I don't like that. I was like, he was just dating somebody else. He also proposes to her, and maybe this is like the writer in me. No, I, I know like, exactly what you're going to say. I was like, who boy? Because she wrote a fucking book. And he hands her the book and it was like, can I have your autograph? Which I'd be like, oh my God, that's so cute. Right. And then she opens it up and he's cut a fucking hole in the book Defaced and put a ring book. box in there. I would be like, take this back. Yeah. I Do would it a be different happy. way. You just cut out like the entire middle of my book. I'd, I'd be, be so mad. I'd and be in, so mad. In case anybody's listening that might engage me someday. <laughs> just maybe. There's no fucking people there. Fuck that. I mean, I mean, that's such a right. I want an audience, damn it. Oh, I don't. I didn't want an audience. Yeah, but you had like somewhat of an audience. Not really. No one really looked. Yeah, but they were there just in case. <laughs> and like a couple people were like, yay. Yeah, one person turned around and was like, good job. Yeah, that's awesome. You need <laughs> someone, like, someone to be like, hell yeah. And to get a pick. If the purse, if you're listening, the person whose proposal I'm going to refuse, don't fucking do it around <laughs> anyone because it's just going to be a bad time and we're both going to look stupid. Just so you know. Alrighty. There's, there's that. And I'm glad that, you know, John knew better than mm. to cut out the middle of a book and hand it to me. <laughs> get, fuck that. I'd be really pissed. I'd be real mad. Imagine if also like if it was like your favorite book and he's like, here you go. Here, I ruined me, this yeah, for you. I deface this book for you. But to be you. fair, Dewey did fucking hate that book. And he said it all the time. That she, is true. She was like, true. wait, don't you hate this book? And he was like, ah, you know, just That's whatever. true. That's kind of like a nice little fuck you. Yeah, he's like, yeah, that's why I fucking tore it to bits. He's like, you know what? Fuck you. Will you marry me, asshole? And that's why in Scream 4, they're having a lot of problems. <laughs> they sure are. Sure you are. know every argument starts with, well, remember when we got engaged and you fucking ruined my book, Dewey? Yeah, remember and that? And then he goes, hey, remember when I fucking hated your book since day one? <laughs> and she's like, touche. And she's like, take a lemon square. And I love that it ends with, like, it's like this dun, 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 music, and then it's 
Sydney opening her gate because she lives in like the woods in like a gated house because obviously she should. Yeah. And she like opens the gate, then walks in the house, goes to turn on the alarm and is like, no. And then <laughs> instead she just lets the door swing open. And I was like, okay, I love this feeling of like triumph that you have. For that sure. You have, that you have cut the head off the snake. That's wonderful. But Sydney, turn your fucking alarm. It's on, okay to be a little paranoid <laughs> and not even paranoid. Cautious. Set the, set well, the alarm. Well, yeah. Here's Shut the, thing. the door. Even if you're not worried about Ghostface coming after you, there are still other other bad things in the world. Anything else yeah. can still get like into you your said, house. Like you said, she's in the woods. How about a bear? You want a bear in your fucking kitchen? <laughs> not not even a bear. Home invasions. Like that shit happens. Yeah, I mean a skunk. <laughs> I love that. Ash is literally worried about the cast of Snow White. And Whoa, Raccoon in the could walk she into her well house at any given there. time. I'm worried about. I'm worried about home invasions. That's what I'm thinking. It I wouldn't gotta, even be a fucking invasion if she's welcoming them. I got it. That's the thing. It's like invasion. <laughs> I'm saying, what about a rat infestation? Coyote or just, like even like frogs? Bad. What if there's a birds, river by her? Birds would suck. Fro- uh, huh? Like toads, warts, yep. <laughs> toads, ants. I'm saying, dude, it's just bad. She's it's... welcoming a lot of unwelcome things in there. It's just when she hovers her hand over that that keypad, I'm like, just set the fucking alarm. Not it's only probably that. it's probably one click. Just boop. All right, it's set. You can go watch movies now. You don't need to do this whole like no, no. And then she leaves the door not just unlocked and unalarmed, completely she open. Just swings open, and she's like, all right cool and then just turns around now okay is this just me being like very spiritual do you think she was like hi mom like when the door swayed open do you think that's what it's supposed to be like to be perfectly honest (laughs) if that was the situation i had just dealt with where my mom abandoned my half brother and fucked him up so hard that he literally ruined my life i'd be like Bye, mom. I would shut that door and let her spirit ass stay out. Absolutely, I agree. But I feel like Sid has this like Sid has this weird connection with her mom. (laughs) So weird, fucking weird. But you know what I mean? Like in the first one, she knows that he's like fucking Billy's dad. I mean, mom, and she doesn't care. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that was like she was excited. Probably. Yeah, I think that's what it was supposed to be. Yeah, because like the wind rustles and shit. But she's like, and she kind of smirks like. Mom. Yeah, I'm not into it. Meanwhile, it's like, Mom, you were kind of a shit stain. You were kind of. You should have got your shit together, and then none of this would have happened, and I wouldn't have to be a final girl. Thanks a lot, Mom. Don't abandon babies. Not a lot of pressure on my shoulders, Mom. Yeah, honestly, me, Ash, me, and you are not the ones to watch this movie because we're just like, I can't relate to you, Sydney, with your holding on to your mom bullshit thing. We're like, no, bye. I let that bitch go a long time ago. Bye. And my mom's, I love my mom. Yeah. Like, I love my mom. And I still watching this was like, oh, no, Sydney, let that go. You want to know what that is, Elena? What? Common sense. (laughs) Wow. You have it. Congratulations. Common sense. It ain't so common. Look at me. (laughs) Yeah, I will say, as much as I love Scream 3, which I can't, I, I literally, my only reasoning for liking this so much is just the tone and it just because it's all fun to me. It's just all fun. But the last five minutes is the least amount of fun in the world. Yeah, I agree. I was like, all right, I'm done. 100%. I can step out of here now. Yeah, and then the Creed music video I had to watch after this just made it. Oh, my God. It brought it back. <laughs> it did. It brings it right back where it needs to be. Perfectly balanced <laughs> as all three. things should yeah. be. <laughs> 
Creed. Oh, so so that was Scream Three. We had uh, (laughs) ten kills. Um, one of them being Harvey Weinstein. Thank God. And uh, thank goodness. I'm gonna give this a four and a half. Ooh, look at that. You go first. I'm gonna give this. You know what? I'm gonna give it a four. Okay. I'm gonna give it a three point eight two. Wow. That's a fair number. Thank you. I worked it out in my head. <laughs> in my so, noggin. So, so far, as of these three, I'm going one, three, two. Hmm. Oh, see, what is mine again? Mine is one, four, two, three. See, I can't remember four that much, but I remember. I feel like you're not. I remember like not four. liking four, like, legitimately. Three, like, I remember when, like, as, like, well, I mean, four only came out like a few years ago. I just remembered not like 2015, right? Or no? Mm. When was? No, it was before that. I think I was still in high school. Huh. Okay, well, we'll get to that later. I think it might have been like 2013. Something something of that sort. But I've always, like, when I was younger, I always watched one and three. I watched two sometimes, and like, I liked it, but I didn't watch it as much. I always watched one and three, and then when four mm. came out, I watched it like, I think like three times, and every time I remember not liking it that much. It's very gory, so I like it. I think right now, I'm going one, two, three. Are you? Yeah. That's fair. Where would you factor four in, though? You Did you like four? Four would be last for me. Would it? Yeah. Not for me. Okay, so we're going to see how this ends. Not because I didn't like it, just because it's like... You just liked the other ones. It's just my least favorite. Yeah. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, it was in 2011. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Oh, oh wait, okay. Craven died in 2015. I don't know why I was I was just confusing his death date with a movie. That's probably why. maybe yeah, that's yeah, why. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Huh? Yeah, so that's where I land. I don't remember four. We'll see how I feel about four. I'm, I'm excited ready for it. So, guys, that was Scream 3. Uh, thanks for listening, and tell a friend about the show. If you want to support the show with digital currency, you can donate at patreon.com slash screenpodcast. Check out the website at www.thescreenpodcast.com. Email us at screenpodcast at yahoo.com. Follow us on Instagram at screenpodcast. Follow us on Twitter at the Screen Pod, And check out their podcast called Morbid and Crime Countdown. You can find them where you morbid and crime countdown. And check out my show's Horse Soup and Something About Donkeys. You can find those where you do horse soups and something about donkeys. And this show is the rage. This show is the rage. This show is everything that Creed ever wanted to be. <laughs> ah, the rage. Amen. Bye. <laughs> and Ash. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Scream early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.
Or you can listen early and ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. If you're listening to this podcast, then chances are good you are a fan of The Strange, Dark, and Mysterious. And if that's true, then you're in luck. Because, once again, Mr. Ballin Podcast, Strange, Dark, and Mysterious Stories is available everywhere you get your podcasts. Each week on the Mr. Ballin Podcast, you'll hear new stories about inexplicable encounters, shocking disappearances, true crime cases, and everything in between. Like our recent episode titled White Dust. After a middle-aged couple fail to answer their daughter's messages and calls, the daughter drives the few hours to her parents' house to check on them, but after arriving and seeing both her parents' cars in the driveway, the daughter gets an uneasy feeling and just can't stomach going inside. To hear the rest of that story and hear hundreds more stories like it, follow Mr. Ballin Podcast on Amazon Music or wherever you get your podcasts. Prime members can listen early and ad-free on Amazon Music.